Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Paul Hamilton. Oh, Cervantes and Hamilton going to each other and Sawinski. We have a fight. With Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Nodchuk was just totaled by an Iowa State player against the board. I think it was by Hamilton. On WGR. Really a pretty unnecessary hit by Hamilton. Hamilton is still awfully mad. He's being held back. Number 17, Paul Hill. Two minutes for charging. Five minutes for fighting. And a misconduct. Sports Radio 550. Glad to have you with us as we roll into the 6 o'clock hour. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off for the rest of the week. Joining us on the West Her Hotline oh, to just bask in the in the glory that is the current edition of the Buffalo Sabres is our man Paul Hamilton. Paul, good evening. This is a record third conversation for us today, which I, I, well, I shouldn't say right. Probably trade deadline day like other times. Probably uh, have talked that often. But uh, anyway, hello again. Hello again. How are you? I'm terrible, Paul. So, terrible. Yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, just, oh, I don't know how you do it, man. Like, you're you're a reporter. That's how you do it. I, this team is making me insane, Paul, is what's is what's happening. They're making me insane. I uh, cover a team. I don't. Uh, right. That's right. That, that's healthier, I think, probably, <laughs> right? It's better. Exactly. Yeah. I cover them, too, but. You know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that is watching in my living room last night, seven to four. Like, oh, all right, it's only three goals on it. I, I, I had like third. The team they were playing though, who blew a five nothing right. the night before. I, 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 I thought the same. I, I didn't think they would actually do it, but it was in the back of my mind that the possibility maybe would Right, be and like 39 seconds later, it's 8-4. Just like, hey, in, in, in case you were starting to even feel a little less like your soul is being sucked out of your entire body watching the game, let's just remind you that this is a horror show. Um, so, um, one bad night, um, rock bottom. I mean, where, where are we here with this team? You would hope it's rock bottom, but I... With this team, you don't know. You don't know what you're getting from night to night, and that's there's the problem right there. But you can't ever, 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 ever allow the 29th-ranked team in the NHL to come into your building with a points percentage of 391 and score nine goals on you. You never – that cannot happen, ever. You, you can't ever play bad enough unless you have – 18 injuries, and you've just called up 18 guys on emergency recall from Rochester. Other than that, that's the only way you you should be giving up nine goals to the 29th-ranked team in the National Hockey League in your rink. So you, you've been around uh, longer than me, <clears throat> old man. Uh, you've seen a lot, right? You've, see, you've, seen, you've seen a lot. Um, does it – I'm just going to ask you straight up. Does it not look like a team – that is tuned out their coach? 
it looks like a, a team that I don't I know I don't think they've tuned out their coach. They have a lot of respect for their coach. They like their coach. They don't act like it on the ice, but they like their coach. Problem is, is they I don't know if they think they know better or whatever. And I've said this thousands of times, and I'll say it again when they do what their coach asks them to do and play the way that he wants them to play, they generally win, and they generally play very well. But it hardly ever happens because I guess they know better. They think their version of hockey is better than their coach's version of hockey. The, the thing that really bothers me, and people are going to get sick of hearing me say it because it's probably the third time on the air I've said it today, is this compete thing. It, 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 that really bothers me because, to me, in my opinion – that is not, well, you can, we, we can work on your defensive zone play. We can work on your forechecking. We can work on your shot. We can work on getting you to the front of the net. But compete? That's on you, in my opinion. That's in your gut to, to want to compete and to compete hard. And if you don't compete hard every night, to me, that is a character flaw. That is not, well, we can learn or the coach can teach us or the coach can goad us into it. If you don't have it in your gut to want to compete every game, and this is a year and a half this is going on. This isn't just something that's new. They, we, I've been hearing compete come out of their mouths for a year and a half now. You're, that's, the, the, that's who that person is then if they don't want to compete. And they need to identify who these people are that they're talking about. They, they haven't identified them to us, nor should they. Um, but they need to identify these people, and they need to get them out of here. Because as far as I'm concerned, they're never going to compete on a regular basis because they don't have the gumption to do it. Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline here on WGR. So um, last night, and, and I know um, – um, we talked a little bit off the air about this, but as for our audience, I just want to kind of fill it out because it was the first time in a long time that I've heard anyone make a point in the post-game news conference with Don Granado about players being accountable by being in the room. You asked him about accountability a couple of weeks ago, and he sort of spun it back at you, and then the conversation got taken away and went somewhere else. But Tim Graham asked yesterday about there being just six guys in the room when you know the, the doors opened after the game, like in, in media access. And I, I wanted to know from you, like, is that how much of a departure from normal is that? Like, is it is it standard or was that like a night where everyone really ran and hid and out of the ordinary and you you can take it from here no totally standard uh it's you know let's face it tim graham and i are dinosaurs (laughs) we're back from the last time i've seen a team all sitting there waiting for the media and taking responsibility chris drury was the captain of the team that's the way things were back then they're not that way anymore not just here all over the national hockey league that's not the way things are done anymore uh, the captain doesn't demand that players, even if you didn't play in the game and you're the backup goaltender, to sit there in their uniforms and wait for every single media person to leave before you know, I mean, hold yourself accountable. That's just not done anymore. That's, you know, it's the new NHL. A lot of things aren't done anymore that used to be. Uh, and I'm not sure that it's for the better. But uh, what I don't understand is if you're a player in that room, why wouldn't you 
want to help your captain out? Why does Kyle Oposo have or name your captain around the National mm-hmm. Hockey League? Why does he have to be the guy sitting there answering for this every single time? And he's not the only one. Alex Tuck will stick around. There are nights, uh, what, last night wasn't one of them, but that there are nights Rasmus Dallin will stick around. And let me tell you, you can get these players. Anybody you want to talk to, all you do is walk up to the PR person in the room. Mm-hmm. There's three or four of them in there, and that, that person, you ask for who you want, and that person will be brought out within minutes. They, you don't have to wait long. They get in there. They come right out. And, you know, so, so if you want to talk to somebody, right. he will be available to you. They will bring him out. They will bring him out in a timely fashion unless that player is in the medical room. And, of course, they're not going to bring him out of the medical room to come sure. talk to the media. <laughs> right. I mean, but other than that, those players are brought out and you can talk to anybody you want. But you've got players who are hoping they're not going to be asked for. So they're not going to sit there and wait to see if somebody walks up to them. They're going to go in, and if somebody asks for them, they will come back out. So that's the way the NHL goes now. But I just don't understand why players, you know, just let their few people. And, you know, Tuck's always out there, as I said. And and Cousins, he usually will stay out. And uh, there, are, there are a couple of others that will hang out. And Casey Middlestat will take responsibility all the time, um, but not too many. And why would you put that on your captain all, all if you're in the National Hockey League? Or your coach. Or your coach. You know, your coach is going to have to have a news conference too. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that – that, yeah, right, asked and answered. Um, someone just before you were coming on, Paul – mentioned how uh, how Adams I guess I, I don't want to like over overstate it uh, but voiced his displeasure uh, in in the in the newspaper in the Buffalo News about cousins a few weeks ago calling the team soft or referring to them as soft and like I, I you know I, I understand that that's like that's that's as bad as it gets with hockey people if you if you call a player soft or a team soft so I I, I get not being glad to hear it but I don't I don't think I really like Kevin Adams going public with not liking Cousins telling it like he sees it because what we're talking about here is accountability and ownership of the situation, and Cousins is trying to do that by calling the team as he sees it. And he's there in the room. He knows what's what. He just got his face caved in a couple of weeks ago. Um so if that's his read, like I, I want to hear that from him. I think this this group could maybe use that from a player like Cousins who leaves leaves it out there on the ice most nights. I know he's not producing on the score sheet here, but I have no doubt that he's he's working anyway. Um, so I don't know. I, it sort of rubbed me the wrong way that Adams sort of slapped back at that um, in the newspaper. Well, Mike was talking about numerous subjects with him, so none of us were there when the conversation right. was going on. But I will guess that, you know, whether you're a GM or a coach in the NHL, it's not necessarily that your player thinks that. It's that he went public with it. I would think Adam's thinking is, and, and I'm sure you'll probably ask him tomorrow, mm-hmm. is, all right, if you feel that way, stand up in the locker room and tell your players personally. Don't your teammates personally. Don't take it public you know don't let's let's Mm -hmm. let's leave those things in the room where they belong and not out in public uh you know the type of a thing and i think no matter what sport i think if you were talking to sean mcdermott and brandon bean they probably would tell you the same thing 
um, that they would rather go ahead and say it and go ahead and feel that way, but to leave it in the room and let's let's have you guys sit in the room and, and talk it out and battle it out. And if you feel that way, tell the people you feel that way and let them know about it. Right. And, yeah. and uh, you know, hold them accountable. Because part of being a good team is holding each other accountable. And, uh, you know, we're not privy to private conversations inside the locker room. So whether that happens or whether that doesn't in the room, they know, we don't. And that'll it'll be kept that way. But I think that's probably what you'll hear. I'm, I'm sure maybe that's where that's coming from is that's fine. But don't take it public. Just keep it in the room and talk to your teammates about it. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see what Adams has to say about it. I definitely intend to bring it up uh, with him tomorrow. And you, you're probably right. Like that, that'll probably be at least a part of the explanation. Um, is you know airing the dirty laundry, so to speak. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline here on WGR. The Sabers got rolled by Columbus last night, nine to four. They've got the Leafs coming to town tomorrow. So hey, full building. <laughs> Oh, Paul, sorry. I've got my head is on the desk here. I just I just can't. <laughs> well, last year was the word the O'Reilly game where O'Reilly scored like 950 goals in that game. Uh it that was the worst I had ever seen it. That was easily 70% Leaf fans in that building. Yeah. Easily. I'm I'm bracing for that tomorrow. I I mean, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be that way unless it's holiday time and people are in town that like the Sabres and they bought the tickets ahead of time or something. Uh, I, I don't know, but even that, the secondary market, I'll bet, would, would pay handsomely for him if Lee fans want to get down here. Yeah, in my opinion, I think they made some headway with their fans, and Kevin Adams from the beginning said, we need to earn our fans back. We need to earn them back to the arena. We need to earn their trust, and I thought they did that up through last year. Fans were showing up. They wanted to show up. They were using their tickets. Whereas before they couldn't even say they would try to sell their tickets online for six bucks and couldn't sell them. They couldn't give them away. They're trying to give them away to their neighbors and nobody wanted to go. So you would have empty seats that were paid for. And unfortunately for the hockey team, I'm seeing that again. I'm starting to see empty seats down in the lower bowl that I'm assuming were paid for. And, uh, you know, people just aren't using. I think they have lost a lot of the headway they made with their fans last year. And uh, I think once you lose it again, it makes it even harder to get it back. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. how attendance is uh, in the next little while, and we'll, we'll see if people are just so fed up that they're going to leave the building again, even if they're paying for their tickets and nobody else wants to buy them. Yeah, I, I know um, on and off the air at various times I've, like, warned you about, uh, not that you need me to you know, guide you, but, like, you know, overreacting to what some fans are saying on social media. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, Paul. <laughs> when this team, when this, these games are going on, and, like, I, I, yesterday I tweeted, whelp. Whelp. Just Whelp. And like the responses are just, I mean, it's, there is no easing into, uh, how frustrated fans are. And that's, you know, I respect when they get frustrated bulldog. They get ridiculous. Yeah, sure. And that's when I stop. I have never, I feel an obligation to read my replies and, and I, you know, I'm in, I'm in the business I'm in and I'm a reporter. So if it's a, sometimes I reply back and. Mm-hmm. I try not to get too sarcastic. I, I'm a lot less than I used to be. and um, But 
last night was the second time this year where I just stopped reading it. I just couldn't take it because some of the some of the things that people come up with when they're frustrated and they're upset are just like you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And so I just I just for my own mental health and <laughs> sure. I mean that. Yeah, yeah. I really? I got you. I just stopped I just stopped reading them for the rest of the night and this is the second time I've done that probably in the last 3 weeks and I'd never done that before. Yeah. That's how bad it's getting. Yeah, you, I mean and you can like to me that's the 12 years going on 13 and you know I <laughs> Poor Kyle Oposo. Like I, I, I think I think you know that I hold Oposo in very high regard. I mean, I I respect his career. I respect what he's been through uh, emotionally and physically uh, to still be on the ice playing hockey. Like I, I, I really hold him in high regard. Um, last night was not the time to remind us all that it's you know we're you know this group isn't responsible for the twelve years because. The, the fans are all we're all walking around with that, you know, like for us, it is 12 years. So but he did say he understands. Yeah, I know. He, you know, know, he just said it's not we were not well, responsible for the old. But he goes, I do understand why fans yeah. are upset and I get it. That's how. See, maybe that's that's my version of being an unreasonable, crazy Sabre fan on social media, <laughs> because like I, I, I'm telling you and that's, I'm not just saying it as a disclaimer, like I feel that way about Oposo. But I hear him say that. I just think, oh, dude, no, no, don't say that. Not, not, not today, not tonight. No one needs to hear that right now, um, even though it's obviously factually correct. All right, enough about that disaster last night and the impending doom of 16,000 Leaf fans coming in here with their tinfoil cups and ruining our building. Um, what, what did today bring at practice? Skinner was back. Yeah, Jeff Skinner was back, and with Jeff Skinner being back was lines that you're going to recognize and maybe like from last year. They couldn't do the lines from last year because Jack Quinn hasn't been around. So it's it's been a mishmash, mish, mishmash, whatever, whatever. The, the, mishmash. <laughs> you want mishmash. Speak, I can't even speak English I always go anymore. with mishmash, Paul. <laughs> um, you know, since then. But now, you know, with Skinner uh, at least back uh, – you know, in practice, here they are. Uh, you know, Skinner was playing left wing with Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck, and Jack Quinn was back on a line with JJ Paterka and Dylan Cousins. Now, the the guy who had, wasn't around last year, Benson, he was with Greenway and Middlestat. And you remember Greenway and Middlestat did play together last year. You know, once Greenway got here. And then the fourth line, uh, if you want to call it a fourth line, I always kind of say it that way, is uh, still Krebs and Oposo. But now you have Robinson, who I really liked in his first three games here, but I haven't noticed him in his next three. And maybe that's why he got traded from the – from Columbus. You know when I noticed him last night? I noticed him last night when he took a shift with Thompson and Tuck. That's when I noticed him last night. I was like, what the – are we doing here? But anyway, all right. Well, good. Hopefully, yeah, so, you know that's that's the yeah. difference. Gergensen's not there. Right. He is again. Yeah. All right. Flip and, a coin. And we we got to go here. But the story on Skinner is we'll we'll see. Right. Like it wasn't for sure he'll be back, but it was encouraging that he was in practice today. Yeah, right? Granado. Very often when he talks to us, hasn't talked to the player yet. That was the case today. Um, he was encouraged by what he saw. Skinner is very encouraged, but knows that it's up to the medical staff and right. Granado. Uh, so they, he called it a progression, but he was liked what he saw in the progression today, and he said they'll fly, he's going to follow up with uh, medical and the doctors, and they'll see about tomorrow. But I think there's a good chance. All right. 
Good. Sounds good, Paul. Thank you for this, and we'll uh, catch up tomorrow for pregame. Sounds good. Take care. Uh, that's Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. His appearances are brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. All right. Uh, load back into football here. The Bills and Chargers are playing on Saturday night in L.A. Joe Reedy covers the Chargers for the Associated Press, and we'll bring you that conversation right after this on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 